Let's do let's do another story because there's a big one. There's a big one. I gotta make you guys aware of it because some of you guys, against your better judgment, some of you still like Activision Blizzard, don't you? Right. Um, and I don't know why you do, uh, because they hate you. <laughs> they actually hate you, and um, they have no respect for you whatsoever. And that's why it's been nothing. But just a slew of negative headlines, terrible decisions, and utter contempt. Well, I'm sure you guys remember the last BlizzCon. Sorry, I'm going to put this over there. Okay. And I did a video about it, you know, fucking um, talking about, you know, remember how they just handled it so poorly from start to finish. The Diablo thing, I did a video on that, where they literally came out and fucking said... Um, I love you, Big B, ten fifty eight man. Um, don't ever say you're not loved. Uh, they did that. They did that whole. What's the matter? Don't you have phones? Don't you people have phones? Don't you want to play a substandard Chinese Diablo knockoff? Don't you like you know? Like Blizzard are just a joke now. I mean, everything they say and do is a fucking lie. I mean, shit, I got a bunch of stuff stacked up about um. The Overwatch League. Is it safe to talk, about, talk negatively about Overwatch on Twitch? Who you know, knows, right? Independent platform. That's right. Um, but paid 90 million to Overwatch and is now financially invested in it succeeding. So who really knows, guys? Who really knows? But, um, you know, I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff lined up about, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, the viewing numbers. And they got caught making fake tweets for their broadcast. Oh, God, it's so delicious. Oh, I could talk about this shit all day. It just it, it, oh, it just gets my dick hard. I just love it so much. Anyway, they they literally got caught putting fake tweets on a broadcast from like a fucking astroturfing campaign. Like you know those tweets on sports um, where it goes, "Hey, now that LeBron has joined the Lakers, we're gonna win!" Woo! And that's from like a absolute fucking loser. Four twenty, right? Well, they made up tweets. They made up tweets. They made up tweets and put it on their broadcast. Love Dallas, fuel me. And it was like, all oh, it was a made up Twitter account. It's, it, oh God, it's brilliant. Show you that soon. Show you that soon. Um, anyway, nothing, right? Nothing escapes old Richie One Eye. You've got to understand, like you, Blizzard, you've got to up your game because I'm watching everything, right? And there's a ton of stuff that don't make no sense. There's a ton of stuff that don't make no sense with the viewing numbers. Stream goes down, viewing numbers stay the same. You go look on the Twitch, uh, you think, okay, that may be a bug on Twitch. You go look at all the detailed people who pull from the Twitch API. Flat. People say, oh, it's because of the drops. Fuck off. CS drops happen, right? Dragon Law game, you know, a Dragon Law on the line. The stream fucking goes off. Numbers drop. Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, we'll talk about that at this time. Let's just talk about the important thing, because one thing I value is obviously fucking data protection uh, and people getting fucked uh, by companies that insist you do things that are against your fucking interest. And Activision Blizzard tone fucking death right they say they're not making any major announcements at e3 they're not making any games this year they're just going to be developing on existing intellectual properties why you would want to go to blizzcon i don't know uh they managed to get past the whole ex-blizzard employee who went to 
uh, high res got caught in a child sex sting who also used to organize travel to blizzcon not a problem <laughs> silent no one cares it's just richard again richard lewis again being the guy that keeps a fucking eye on everything um but anyway they have now released uh the rules if you want to go to blizzcon right obviously lots of people want to go to blizzcon if you're a fan of blizzard games blizzcon is the place to be it's a pretty good um pretty good convention honestly all things told and they um they released this uh let's go onto this screen right they released uh the rules if you want to attend this is what you have to do it's all pretty reasonable three options uh ticket waiting rooms will be open at 30 minutes early you need to choose a statue as you're buying tickets if you transfer a ticket it's permanent but oh my me what's this huh. you'll need the axs mobile app to get into the show that's reasonable a mobile app to get into a show right i mean shit man it's technology what you what's wrong with you what are you even fucking afraid of so to pick up your badge at registration this year you'll need to download the axs mobile app and the app displays a qr code one code for all of your tickets which changes at regular intervals to help guard against dupes and fraud uh because of that we won't be able to accept paper tickets confirmation emails or screenshots slash photos of the qr code at blizzcon registration huh well, that certainly sounds like on the one hand it's more inconvenient for people that maybe don't want to use apps or don't have access to that technology maybe some older people some people who just know how they like to do it and they do it that way because it's what they know you print it out you know like i still print my shit out you know gotta print it right there you know no problem but at the end of the day it's just a mobile app so it's technology it'll probably streamline probably streamline the process right so after you buy your tickets, you should receive an email from AXS with instructions on how to download the app, and you can download it anytime with iPhone or Android. And if for some reason you find yourself at the show with a dead mobile device or some other unexpected issue, which, again, batteries run out all the time, don't worry. Just head to the solutions desk at registration, and they'll help you, probably by giving you a phone charger. So I'm like, hmm. And then they promote the AXS thing so when i saw this story breaking i was like axs 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 i there was a i know that name right and i'd read an article in 2018 uh about them and um it was just weird it just stuck in my mind because one of the reasons like it, it, a lot of people who work with me know this people always say oh don't you have the app and i go i don't like apps i don't use apps like the apps i use are like uber um what other apps do i even have uber i'm struggling after that like no i don't even use the youtube app grinder obviously um I don't use the Twitter app. Like, straight up, I don't use the apps. I don't use the Reddit app. I don't use the Twitter app. I don't use any apps for any social media because uh, they pull um, they pull, they pull, pull data from you. And they and it goes off on software you can't monitor. On a computer, you can see what's going on. Right? So I don't use apps. Fuck apps. I've been very clear on my fuck app stance. Don't use food delivery apps now. So it's pretty much Uber, basically. 
so anyway, in 2018, there was an article about this shit. Uh, here it is. Ticketing app AXS scrapes everything it can get from your phone. Seeing your favorite band live will probably cost you more in data than in dollars. And uh, this is on... Um, let me just tell you. It's on theoutline.com. And uh, by uh, Paris Matignon. And uh, let me just uh, show you. AXS, a digital marketplace operated by Anschutz Entertainment Group, AEG, is the second largest presenter of live events in the world after Live Nation Entertainment, which is run by Ticketmaster. It's the sole place fans can get tickets for the Overwatch League. That's why I read the article. You mean a shady data ripping company has some sort of exclusivity deal with Activision Blizzard? And is involved in the Overwatch League. Really? Those cheeky little bastards. The only place, the exclusive place you get your Overwatch tickets. Pulling all your data. Straight wrecking you. Straight wrecking you. And that's why, and it was funny, man, because I, I remember reading this and saying, yeah, I should probably make a video about this. And then it was just in a period where I wasn't really making a lot of YouTube videos and was, like, working on a lot of stuff. And, you know, it was the, like you say, it was, yeah, summer last year. So I think, literally, I, I was just getting settled in at Vegas, starting the new job. So it was like, yeah, I remembered the article. I remembered it was happening, but. Uh, the company requires users to download an app to use any ticket for a concert game or show bought through AXS, and it doesn't come cheap. AXS uses a system called Flash Seeds, which relies on a dynamically generated barcode system, so screenshotting doesn't work, to fight off ticket scalping and reselling. I didn't even know that was like that big a deal for like gaming events, but you know, who knows, right? Um, anyway, it tells you what it is. <clears throat> Here's a brief overview of all the information that can be collected from just the mobile app alone, nearly all of which is shared <laughs> with third parties without being anonymized or aggregated. I mean, it, it's outrageous. First and last name, precise location as determined by GPS and Wi-Fi in any other means. How often the app is used, what content is viewed using the app, which ads are clicked while using the app, what purchases are made and not made, a user's personal advertising identifier, your IP address, the operating system you use, the device make and model of your phone, the billing address, the credit card number, the security code, the mailing address, the phone number and email address, among many other things. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Are you for fucking real? Are you for fucking real? If I order an Overwatch ticket, this is legit. My my money gets fucking third party. Uh, my data gets third party like that. That's what I have to do. This is the part of the article where I include some, usually include some sort of pithy quote from the company's privacy policy to illustrate just how much data it's collecting on the average user. But AXS's policy is so lengthy and the amount of data siphoned up by its app sites and services is so extreme that an adequate quote would take up an entire page. AXS shares all of its information with a laundry list of advertisers, marketers, unknown clients... 
I mean, that's the best part. Like, at least you know who an advertiser and a marketer is. Who the fuck's a client? Who's getting my data? And third-party services, including but not limited to Google, DoubleClick Ads, which the company, uh, which is the company responsible in part for the most obnoxious banner ads on the internet, Facebook, of course, who else would be violating your data, uh, and basically whoever else the company feels like deserves this personal information. We reserve the right to share your personal information with our current or future affiliated entity subsidiaries and parent companies. So they keep it, and they can keep using it even for shit in the future um we may also share your personal information and other information with trusted third parties such as our partner sponsors other affiliates and subsidiaries and other related entities for marketing advertising or other commercial purposes and we may occasionally allow third parties to access certain sites for marketing purposes reasonable uh, axs also shares the personal data collected on its customers with event promoters and other clients, none of whom are bound even by this extremely lax privacy policy. I'll let you just ponder on that again. It shares your personal data with event promoters and other unnamed clients, none of whom are bound by their privacy policy. From there, who's to say where my data may go? All of this, and that's the other thing, once they've got your data, who knows what the fuck they're doing with it. All of this was almost certainly combined with the personal profiles that advertisers and data brokers like Facebook, Google, and others have already, uh, have already created about me and used to further sharpen the algorithms that shape our digital existences. This is all well and fine, even even when uh, blah, blah, and fine when thought about in the abstract but quickly becomes you know utterly infuriating when viewed as part of the massive corporate fuel That's hole right, that man. it is that some tech bro running a dumb insurance startup could probably buy this information through one of the countless data brokers it's been shared with and hypothetically uses it to up my premiums because let's say some study showed that people who regularly attend concerts in Brooklyn are more likely to get injured and it's absolutely ridiculous. And while that's a made up example, it's not too far off from what's already happening. Health insurers are already making use of the wealth of data available on us to inform decisions and assess the risks associated with a particular person. Worst things have been done with more innocuous data. Take the Strava Fitness app, which allows users to map and share their workouts with friends. Back in January, it accidentally revealed the lo location of remote military outposts and even the identities of some of the soldiers stationed there. <laughs> it's beyond a joke yo uh anyway if a company knows your habits purchases and almost purchases like the online cart of target clothes you've been sitting on for two weeks uh, as well as your interests it more or less knows you and who you are the more and more data it can collect on our lives both online and offline the more accurate its predictive power becomes it's how Target knows if a woman is pregnant before she does. That's 
actually a story you can look that up uh facebook's ads are so spot on you must swear it's be, it's listening to you which a lot of people thought it was a lot of people thought it was monitoring your mobile calls on an audio level you know turned out it was just texts <laughs> whatever uh, for far too long there's been this disconnect in the way we think about our personal data though these quantified versions of our digital lives have only grown more and more valuable in the eyes of corporations and tech pros a stream of mind-numbingly lengthy privacy statements in terms of service agreements have lulled us into a state of tacit compliance we trade buckets of our personal data away for cheaper movies and kitschy home dna tests despite the lofty ideals of possible legal remedies to this mess like the european union's general data protection regulation the gdpr there's no real way for users to have a say in how their data is being collected and shared save turning off a few tracking cookies you either agree to the terms of service or you don't use the product which in this day and age isn't a viable option no reasonable person is going to take the loss of almost 100 bucks to not see a concert just because the accompanying app siphons up an encyclopedia's worth of their data. Most wouldn't even have the time in their busy day, much less the patience, to wade through thousands of words of nonsensical legalese needed to realize exactly what they're agreeing to. The companies crafting these agreements know this. They know they can get away with collecting whatever information they want and selling it to the highest bidder, so they do. And so they will. And until anyone with enough power to enact systemic oh sorry systematic change cares enough about the most boring aspects of our digital lives to actually do something about it axs did not return the outlines request for comment but we'll update this article if we hear back uh and then they did update it to make axs sound worse because they are uh so blizzard are insisting you download this app man and they already used this app and that's the amazing part of it they muse like the they already use this app for overwatch they've already been doing this and nobody realized it's my fault should have made the video i was busy i can't be everywhere yeah fuck me you're not even a real journalist too busy fighting them reddit mods that's right i wonder even though owl is probably going to end soon is there something that OWL did well and other games can learn from? That's a good question, brother. Uh, I'll, I'll try and get there. I'll try and get there. Um, right. Let's finish this, though. So, users finally picked up on it. That they're, you know, they're using this fucking app. And obviously, it's pretty fucking bad. Um... So a uh, World of Warcraft uh, perspective BlizzCon attendee basically was like, wait, wait a minute. This AXS app is bad. It sure right. is. Have a nice evening, Rich. I will. Thank you for serving. Um, no. Took a glance at the AXS app permissions. It's bad <laughs> spyware level bad it can read your contacts we know this it can approximate your location it can take pictures and videos with your camera <laughs> oh, fucking hell. it can view all wi-fi connections it can receive data from the internet it can view network connections uh, it can pair 
with Bluetooth devices, just at random seemingly. It has full network access. It can prevent your device from going into sleep mode. It can view your network connections. It can read your battery statistics. Uh, it can access Bluetooth settings. It can uh, run at startup. It can control whether or not your device vibrates. It can prevent your device from sleeping. You already said that. And it can modify your system settings. So the Bluetooth permissions are going to be used to track you as you walk around the event. There will be Bluetooth beacons hidden in places and your phone will detect them and the app will know where in the venue you are located, even if your GPS is off. The same goes for Wi-Fi connections at key locations in the venue. This is fairly common for medium and large venues. It gives the venue information on what was popular, That's how right. long people stayed in various areas, etc. But just because it's common doesn't mean this type of tracking is okay, especially when that information is given out to companies that are not hosting the event. And that's the key thing here. Um, and there's no way to stop it doing any of this. <laughs> there, there is literally like, you just can't, you can't opt into some of this and opt out of some of it. It's like, if you have the app, it does all these things. And the only way to have the app is to agree to these things. And Blizzard already noticed because they're already using it for Overwatch tickets. And they didn't tell any of you. Oh, no. They didn't say, listen, guys, by the way, because uh, we care so, so much about our uh, consumers and our Overwatch fans. Right? We, um, we, we absolutely think you should take a long, hard look at the terms of service of this app that we're, that we're insisting you use. This is what you have. So, uh, this guy does some edits. Uh, Blue Post says you can use the Solutions Desk if something's preventing you using the app. Um, the Solutions Desk is that thing at the event that we just talked about. Final edit for today. I'm going to bed. I did some searching around. I found numerous articles about what the app takes. In short, the most thorough write-up I found in about 30 minutes of searching states that the app scrapes a ton of data from your phone, including your first and last name, location, blah, blah, blah. Uh, stuff we've already gone over. Access is privacy statement. Privacy statement says that they shell the information, uh, sell the information to a lot of other companies. And then there's an excerpt from the privacy policy. Take a look at this post. Read the whole section of it. And uh, the privacy policy mirrors what was stated in the article I linked. They disguise their intentions as being useful to the user. Example: show you discounts in a food court at your venue, but if you look past the PR, they say they're tracking your every move and share that with third parties, including personal identifying information. They also state that they save a profile on you and add it as you use the app. Do not install the app. Go to the solutions desk. I can show you the uh, privacy policy excerpt. I think, I think, you, I think you've already got the uh, point. But I'll just read it to you. The, the insane Orwellian post. So you guys know. Clamp. The mobile app and location services. If you download and use our mobile app, we or third-party service providers may collect certain information through that mobile app. Information collected may include the personal information and other registration, login, or payment information you choose to provide. So again, we are literally mining your credit card data. Uh, <laughs> uh, information collected may include the personal information and other registration, login, or payment information you provide. Information about your device, such as the IP address, 
the operating system, the device model, your device's proprietary advertising identifier, and information related to how you use the mobile app, such as the content you view, ads you click, and purchases you make. I mean, what could... Why would anyone object to this? I mean, shit, man. This is, uh, this is fine. Uh, when you consent to our use of location services or otherwise depending on the settings on your mobile device, we or third-party service providers may collect the precise location information provided by your device, including the data provided by your GPS, Wi-Fi, or data obtained when the mobile app interacts with a beacon or other technology at the venue. We send you push notifications from time to time in order to update you about any events or promotions that we may be running. If you no longer wish to receive these types of communications, you may turn them off using your device notification settings. To ensure you receive proper notifications, we will need to collect certain information about your device, such as operating system, user identifying information. We may use data collected from physical proximity beacons, which may be located in some of the venues in which uh, or events for which we have sold tickets to send you relevant targeted offers based on this date. For example, to discount on food purchases near our event, we and any third parties enabling these features may store this data, <laughs> brilliant, and combine it with other information about you also brilliant you may disable the communication of these beacons with your mobile device by disabling bluetooth or modifying your preferences <laughs> so all you have to do is you can disable the communications from the beacons by disabling bluetooth um, or modifying your preferences for location services through your operating system we still collect the information primarily facil facilitate the functionality of our mobile app and deliver relevant content to you for example again another benign example coming up uh we may collect your registration and payment information so we can show your con you content that interests you and the process transactions on your behalf <laughs> oh god we may collect your device's location in order to show you offers or features available near you to deliver more relevant information and ads and to understand how users interact with a venue or at events we have ticketed we may combine data we collect through our mobile app with other information we hold about you so we can personalize or improve the relevance and quality of the services we provide you like guys and you know what daily disclosure is spot on by the way uh probably you've already agreed to shit like this on your phone the difference is Blizzard, first of all, it's a huge change. They've never done it this way before. It makes me wonder why they're deciding to do it. Uh, now, suddenly, why are they working with this company? And then you start looking into, you know, ties again. There's all these Chinese businesses. I don't like it. Blizzard doing all this business in China, making fucking Chinese knockoffs, making all these Chinese mobile games, and now they're getting your fucking data. Right? There's problems here. And they should have uh, addressed this, like, right out the bat. Um, you know, this is how you handle a situation like this. Before somebody on a forum figures this the fuck out... You put a statement out going, this year, we're putting uh, an app that you have to download if you want to attend. Now, while this is a standard app, some people may find this controversial because there is a data mining 
component to the app. It does take your data. It does take your personal information. We're insisting you download it. Um, and I'm going to explain to you what that data does, where it's going to go, why you don't need to worry. Just something. But instead, fingers crossed, motherfuckers, that no one notices. You have such contempt for your audience, Blizzard. You have such contempt for your customers that you think nobody would pick up on this. You know, Blizzard Battle.net must have a mobile app or something where, you, again, there might be some mobile app with some of these policies. You can point to that and say, listen, nothing to worry about. You already do it. It's fine. It's just how we're all living these days on the internet. You didn't do any of that. You sat back and you hoped for the best. And it also makes me wonder why the trial run with the Overwatch thing. That can't have been the best option. Very strange. And you start to realize that Blizzard, you know, Activision Blizzard as a corporation, some of the shit they're doing is mad creepy. It might be even creepier than anything Riot Games did. Keep in mind, I say that being the journalist that reported on Riot Games running psychological testing on its player base without any of you knowing it. They were giving you questionnaires from psychological tests to see if toxic players were like sociopaths or psychopaths. That's true. <laughs> um, in case you... In, uh, there's some people that don't believe that... Um, Uh, unfortunately, guys, avert your eyes, as I am about to show you a hate website. I'm so sorry. Here it is. League of Legends players given creepy mental health survey surveys over inappropriate names by, I don't know who this guy is, some fucking Breitbart loser, obviously. Um, but yeah, th these were, the, this is what they sent out to people, like. It's fucking insane. I can't, can I zoom in on that? Probably not. I might have to bring up the picture. Uh, oh, here you go. This is way better, actually. The second one's so much cooler. Um, right. Look, think about what happened during the last seven days when you answered these questions. And Riot was storing this data, right? I mean, this is like how... It, it, that's what you agreed to in EULA, you know, in EULA. Um, so... During the last seven days, I have threatened to hurt or hit someone. I said things about others to make people laugh. I got angry very easily with someone. I teased someone to make them angry. I fought back when someone hit me first. I slapped or kicked someone. I got into a physical fight because I was angry. I was angry most of the day. I called other people names. I pushed or shoved other people. I encouraged other people to fight. This is... This is aimed at children because only children do these things. They ran mental health surveys through a video game on children that were aimed at children to gather data about if you had a rude username, did you have these problems in real life? They did it without you opting in. They did it without you fucking agreeing. They just did it and, they, and it's aimed at kids. It's clearly aimed at kids. Riot Games, ladies and gentlemen. Riot Games. Remember, as the one guy who's documented all of their egregious transgressions, I know it all. I know it all. And I've got all the evidence and all the receipts. This is 
grotesque. But even so, the idea that Blizzard are going to fucking put an app like onto your phone that you have to have. Why do I have to have it? Why not even? Okay, and here's another thing. And hopefully uh, Daily Disclosure, who seems a smart dude, uh, will agree with this. Uh, why is it, right, that you they absolutely cannot give you an opt-out option on the basis of being concerned about data protection? Why can they not sell it by saying, hey, look, it's easier this way. It's faster this way. You won't have to queue this way. But if you absolutely don't want to put this data mining piece of spyware on your mobile phone just to gain access to a convention where we've already admitted there won't be any big game announcements and we've proven from last year we absolutely have nothing but contempt for you, you can go to the desk, you can do this, you can do that. You know, it that post mis, uh, misread what they said. They didn't say... You could go to the support desk in place of downloading this app. They said if your phone stopped working for any reason, then you could go to that. After you'd already bought the tickets and downloaded the app. And yeah, now you look at the push for mobile. You look at their ties to these Chinese companies. Like, it's fucking gross. No, I'm not on board. And I think it's really funny, isn't it? That the amount of people who will literally give Activision Blizzard a pass every time. Okay, I, I love World of Warcraft. I love World of Warcraft. They made World of Warcraft. Yeah, also simultaneously ruined World of Warcraft, but fine. When Epic Games came in, and you know, I did a stream about this, right? When what right, Epic Games came in, and sure, yeah, they had some fucking problems where they did some egregious shit. And they got called out on it. And all they were doing was pulling your friend's data off your Steam account to see if you'd added any friends, presumably. Um, it's bad. It shouldn't be. Ha- it shouldn't happen ever. It's a disgrace that they tried to sneak in there and they rightly apologized and said they were going to take it out. But meanwhile, while people are going, I would never download the Epic Games client. Epic Games are also giving out millions of a hundred million dollars in fucking grants to people who want to make games on the Unreal Engine. They're giving millions of dollars to developers that now no longer have to kickstart or crowdfund as a result of that. Guarantees that they make DLCs and lots of other positive stuff. And crucially, they're breaking up the Steam Monopoly, which honestly can only be a good thing. Oh yeah, and they're giving away two full free games every week on the platform. When was the last time Steam gave anything? We established it on the stream. It was left for dead too so i'm not saying epic games aren't scumbags and they definitely have ties to china and everything else but i mean holy fucking shit you torched epic games over this this activision blizzard stuff is barely a ripple barely a ripple i don't know man i i I just feel that like this could have been handled in just an infinitely better way by blizzard and I don't know, the the idea that you have to have this, like, really fucking predatory data mining app to attend BlizzCon is such a fuck you to the fans, especially after the whole, don't you guys have phones? Like, imagine not understanding how tone deaf it is. Imagine not understanding how stupid it is. Like, even Reset Era, who worship the fact 
um that you fucking uh you know made overwatch look they even did the guy they did the red t-shirt guy he said is this some kind of sick april fool's joke like who who are you helping with this man and yet again daily disclosure you're so smart they could have made their own app journalism they could have made their own app they could have mined the data for themselves and then they could have used it to sell your blizzard related products blizzard related shit and blah 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 could have done that but they didn't they went with a third party you know why cash and this is interesting because oh i thought overwatch is doing so successful i thought activision blizzard didn't bobby kotick sit on that shareholder meeting right and say without even a trace of remorse or regret in his voice he said hey we've had the best year we've ever had you've just had massive layoffs though <laughs> yeah but we we made the most money we've ever made yeah but didn't you didn't you just lay off all those people wasn't it true that some people were working on heroes of the storm where literally a guy walked into a room and said hey guys one in four of you are going to be fired over the next day so don't get too comfortable walked out and then left the employees waiting for days to find out what happened isn't this all out there again? Isn't this all public? <laughs> like, and then you go and you sit on a shareholder call and you say like, yo, uh, we've had the best year we've ever had. We're making so much money. Why did you fuck over all those people then? Yeah, it's just, you know. How are we going to make more money next year if we don't? You're not even a real journalist. By the way, here's a headline That's about us right. tracking our female employees' pregnancy cycles and everything. Like, have they had, have, has Blizzard had a positive headline in the last 12 months? Like, anybody, can anybody show me a positive headline? Like, it, it, it's beyond a joke. And then you think, like, BlizzCon. BlizzCon was rough last year. It was rough last year. Uh, we really fucked up with the Diablo thing. People didn't like it. We got a bunch of negative press. Even the mainstream games press, who usually suck our dicks, because, you know, we put Lucio in a game, and uh, we made Soldier 76 k as an emergency contingency plan. We, uh, we, 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 we need to do something. We really need to do something. Like, deploy the gay! Quick, who's left? Who's not gay? Can we deploy the gay? Like, literally, Blizzard executives on a phone. We got a bunch of negative press. We need to deploy the gay. Who's who's getting the gay bomb? Like, it's so fucking insane. It's so insane. And, and they do all this. And then they think, right. We made Soldier 76 gay. We, uh, we used the word diverse 50 times in our last press statement. So what we'll do is it'll be totally fine if we insist on our most hardcore fans who are already upset with the fact that our last announcement on the last day, which is usually reserved for big things, was a fucking shit mobile game made by a shit Chinese company. And we mocked our fans for being upset about that. What we'll do is we'll make BlizzCon special this time by insisting you download an app that mines all your data so we can sell it to third-party companies, most of whom are Chinese, so for the rest of your life you get advertised, knock off Yeezys, until you fucking die. 
Brilliant. Thanks, Blizzard. I'm I'm totally on board with that. Like, like, is it real? Like, is this real life? I don't know, man. Am I drinking enough or am I drinking too much? I don't, I don't know. Like, it's real. It's actually real. So anyway, as I was saying, what's not real? Uh, there's something desperately wrong with these Overwatch League numbers. And I'm sorry, I know people are going to say, Richard, you're mental, you're making it up, you know, like you, you're out of your mind. There's just something not right about it. There's literally something not right about the viewing numbers and, and everything else. Let's start with a fake tweet, okay? Let's start with a fake tweet. Can we start with a fake tweet? Because I, I can inarguably prove that, right? Um, and I did tease that earlier. So. <laughs> oh, Twitch, if you ban me over this, there'll be fucking hell to pay. Right, okay. So look, there was this broadcast. Um, hopefully, Twitch VODs work on XSplit. Never tried it. Let's see. Um, here we go. Oh. This is Game Wait, I get a it's fucking ad on a fucking VOD? Will it play the will it play the timestamp? Right. <laughs> to be a part of this incredible franchise, I guess you could say I'm dreaming blue. Hashtag burn blue. Hashtag the first home game. Hashtag Overwatch League 2019. Well, I oh I've made myself small again. Uh, isn't that the most just uh, like a real fan? obviously i mean like you know we're fucking uh you know no listen i found out recently there's a lot of really over invested overwatch uh fans you can't insult any of them or they spam you for days um so the good guid or g-u-i-d what would you the good the good guid i don't know however you would pronounce that um so they used it on the broadcast, right? Um, which is interesting because what you'll notice, and this is how you know it's all a fake contrived load of bullshit. Right. So back when we used to do E-League. Oh, here he is talking about himself again. Yep. Back when I was on telly, right? Because I'm fucking sick and I get to do shit like that. Back when I was hosting a TV show, we used to use our own hashtags. And then what we would do is we'd have a social media dude go in and look at the hashtag, Right. OW 2019. Okay. Let's have a look at that hashtag, shall we? Because it's important, right? So, you click on OW World 2019 and you go in order. And look, man. OW 2019 is just chock-a-block fucking rammed with shit with absolute just garbage just anyone who's got any thoughts about the overwatch league here it is just blow look in french in this and there's loads of tweets man like this is two hours ago watch the scroll here two hours four hours six hours 
five hours. Here's some hats that I bought. Totally bought them. I'm a real fan. Here's this. Here's that. Six hours. Seven hours. Here's a clip. Here's a recap. I use gifts. I'm an emotionally stunted moron. I think this is a real eSport. Here it is in Chinese. Here's some more stuff. Here's a really shit knockoff shirt. Um, look, I guess you could say I'm happy you received this shirt, but seriously, thank you. By the way, been proven. The shirts are worse quality this season than they were last season. But we're not cutting corners. Don't worry. Cartoons. Emotionally inadequate children. Or was it Korean and not Chinese? Sorry. I guess I'm a pictogram racist. Ban me. Er erase me. Smash me. Kill me. This is 12 hours in. This is 12 hours in. This is 12 hours, guys. How many tweets? 12 hours. 12 hours. Here's a meme. Here's a clip. 12 hours. So, I'm going to go out on a fucking limb here and say that broadcast didn't just so happen to pick that fucking tweet out of the fucking blue. Right? Because that would be ridiculous. How would you do it? How? And then, <laughs> oh, it's so bad, right? It's a real Twitter account, right? It has, if you go on, if you type the good G-U-I-D into Twitter, it has no history. It hasn't got a single cash tweet. And then you're like, okay, well, why is that? I'll show you. Oh, have they deleted the Twitter account? No. No! You were there yesterday. No, no, no. You didn't delete the Twitter account. Oh my god. Like, how obvious do you want to make this shit? I can't be real. No, you didn't delete. You didn't delete. It's fine. Um, I just can't type. I'm an idiot. Right. So, it was created on, right, and they've changed, they've added bits to it. Someone's now has to be in charge of it because it blew up. I'll show you how it blew up. So here's Twitter. Right? These were the tweets on April 27th. Created April 2019. It was an, it didn't even have an egg. Right? You can go to Los Angeles. I'm going to Texas. Red, white, and empowering. Burn blue, Overwatch 2019. Uh, you can go to Los Angeles. Wings up. Another hashtag. I'm going to Texas. Red, white, and empowered. Hashtag burn blue. The first home game, Overwatch 2019. To be a part of this incredible franchise, I guess you can say I'm dreaming blue. Hashtag burn blue. Hashtag the first home game. Hashtag Overwatch 2019. And people were like, wait a fucking minute. Let me show you what the account actually used to look like. Before the marketing guy had to come back and try and clean up the fuck up. No Twitter history. No cash tweets. Created on the fucking day. I'm going to go out and say it. I know it only says April. You created this on the fucking day of the event. This is what it looked like. He made all of those tweets in a 17-minute span and then didn't tweet anything else on a brand new account in April 2019 just to fucking talk about, like... 
you do know about this thing called astroturfing, right? We do on the internet, right? But you've got to try harder, mate. You've got to try harder. No one's buying that. That's garbage. You spot that a mile off. Fucking hell, this is how they caught the Russians, you idiots. This is the fakest shit I've ever seen. You can't be serious. Follows one other account. You have to quickly change that. Here's the best thing about it. Fortunately, you can see historically who the first account he followed was. Right? Oh, they've changed it. Oh, they deleted it. You can't. Anyway. <laughs> is it bad that the first account he now has followed is dad? <laughs> Bad. Guys, like, give up. The only accounts he follows all Overwatch accounts. He didn't follow them on the day he tweeted about it. Um, but now, as I said, he has made he has made extra tweets. He has made extra tweets, right? Because he's legit. He's a real person and a real fan, and he definitely gets May the fourth, right? What's happening on May the fourth? Oh, it's Star Wars Day, so this cunt is probably out there like, shit, man, I'm handling a bunch of astroturfing to promote Star Wars stuff. Fuck, I just noticed loads of people are laughing about uh, this Twitter account being an egg. I'll upload, what, like, I'll upload a night doing the whoo. By the way, this is like a Deus Vault racist meme, so you've obviously not paid too attention to that, right? Uh, that's what they say. I don't believe it. Nothing, you know, same as I don't believe that. But that's what they say. That's what they say. And then, he, like I say, this is the most boomer shit. This is worse than me trying to play Fortnite. Guys, hey guys, let's give shout out credit. <laughs> Who says that? Let's give shout out credit. You don't give shout out credit. You give a shout out. Sh Hello, fellow kids. Let's give some shout-out credit. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Let's give some shout-out credit to Erster for smashing, smearing, and scraping Animo. Brackets. Lucio, in case you didn't know what character the player was playing, off the wall and launching him into space with Bridget's flail boop on map five, round one. Let's not do any of that shit. Because you're not even fucking real. How about that? That is the most ridiculous sense I've ever seen. No engagement. Because you're not real. Right? That's right. Thank you. Guido Lewis Riesa, Lewis and Lewis Nabel. Yes. It's brilliant when you type it all out like that. Really should take that off uh, the Streamlabs. But I kind of like it. Because uh, i got problems. Then... Gosh dang. I can't. He basically fucking was like, oh, who's the big, um, who's the big caster that we're always seeing who engages a lot on social media that isn't Monte Cristo. So here we go. Gosh dang, Bren. Gosh dang. That is all. Oh, thank you. I got a decent win in rivalry. Here is your share. Good. Excellent. I'm entitled to that. Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate all the same. Keep supporting rivalry. 
Probably you should plug them on streams would be an easy thing to do, wouldn't it? Easy way to get right. the numbers up and make them like Hello. you know. Hello. Um Gosh dang, Bren, gosh dang. That is all. No what uh, no, guys, come on. Gosh dang. Gosh fucking gosh and dang. One of those you get away with for irony points. Both together? Like, fuck you. And it, oh, this is where you guys are going to break into. This is where it's going to fucking truly buckle you, right? Because that came out. Um, and a twit... Uh, obviously, it was it's fake. It's astroturfing, you know? Um, and a fucking guy made a post about it, right? So, look. Picture a fake tweet account. They didn't even try. And then the mods removed it and locked it. They locked it. <laughs> right? Because, again, everyone's invested in Overwatch actually working. So they said, thank you for your submission to competitive Overwatch. But, unfortunately, it was removed for the following reasons. No unsubstantiated accusations or calls to action. This includes posting clips, images or claims that could result in the person being subject to investigation and or disciplinary action by Blizzard team management. This is even worse than some of the shit the old... Uh, and this is the better sub. This is worse than some of the shit uh, the Reddit mod, uh, Riot mods used to do. Our other authority is prohibited until there is an official public announcement. Who's going to publicly announce this was fake? Or if it is published by a reputable source. See below for details. This includes, but is not limited to the following. Cheating, boosting, throwing, false reporting. If you come across anyone doing any of the above, report them directly to Blizzard through the proper channels. Do not post a thread about the incident here. A post being classified as published by a reputable source requires one of the following, following three. Being a party directly linked to the story. A proven track record of investigative journalism. Me, I should just write this up now, shouldn't I? Fear to say, oh, Blizzard are full of shit. Um, confidential verification of the story to the mod team. Yep. Tell us your sources. Mods don't do this. Mods are normal people. Mods are power-hungry weirdos. Um, so look, hashtag wings up lol. Right? Literal paid tweets, plat chat. I was wondering what kind of cheese ball fans actually write those tweets. It turns out the answer is they don't. That is pathetic. Shut it down! People are waking up! People are realizing there's not as many Overwatch fans as Blizzard continually represent. Which is why the single metric they constantly talk about is hours viewed and not peak viewership or anything else. It's just hours viewed and we're embedding everywhere. We're embedding everywhere and that's why the hours viewed are high. So hours viewed is the real metric. And actually, privately, when you talk to people who didn't invest in the league, they say, Yeah, there's a lot of viewbotting and embedding going on. The numbers don't look real to any of us. And that's why they didn't invest. But it's okay. Hey, you've duped another bunch of people come in for even more money than the last and that means that the people who were duped the first time they get their money back it's fine these are real fans everything's fine it's all real it's all fine but we're gonna lock this thread anyway because <laughs> it's a it's a nobody knows for sure that this twitter account wasn't real that's right hey it's mental in it so this is where it gets weirder, right? Because that, to me, like, okay, again, 
quick show of hands, also a way to get interaction, trick you all. Haha, coming up to 800 viewers and Richard's engaging with the chat. Who thinks there's a chance that might be a real Overwatch fan? Maybe an older guy doesn't, you know, know how to be hip and cool. You know, like, does does any, is there, and real talk, does anybody think there's a chance that's a real fan? The account has a PSN account linked to it that played Overwatch back in 2016. Makes it more likely it's a fan. Also, doesn't mean it's not AstroTurfed. Because some of these accounts are... Okay, so let me just also sh tell you something about AstroTurfing. You want to make it look like this engagement. You go on a one platform, and you find usernames of people who use that platform. And then, and this is quite common, you can look this up. You then take those usernames, if you're able to obtain a list of them, and you create alternate accounts that make it look like it's them, but it isn't actually them. Um, and this is one of the things that some astroturfing companies do. So, uh, just putting that out there. So it could be real, but it ain't. There's no way a guy decides to create an account after having not played a video game, in, well, uh, because he played a video game three years ago, makes an account on the day that it's super important we all praise Overwatch because this is the day they need to lie about the numbers, right? And all of that happens, and ha you use every permutation of every hashtag that Blizzard definitely want you to use. Oh, and it just so happens, on that huge list of shit I saw you, you picked this tweet out. Another thing that we did at E-League. If a Twitter account looked like it was a bit weird or it didn't have a lot of usage or a lot of engagement, we generally didn't tweet it out because it was like, there's there's a risk there. It's dangerous, you know? So it reeks astroturf to me. But that's fine. So, it's not like... Um, you know, Richard, man, I thought you were going to start talking about numbers and actual hard data. This whole Texas, uh, you know, Houston uh, nonsense, the live event thing, is some of the biggest shit I think I've ever seen. Like, people are just lining up to lie about this and pretend that it was a huge fucking success. I'm going to show you the Inven report here, right? Like, okay. Let me ch give you a little lesson at how esports numbers are routinely manipulated. So in case you don't know, um, basically they did this first home game. Now keep in mind, all indications are that actually getting esports fans to the main studio in California has proved difficult. And indeed, there's been many pictures of how they can't even get 400 in that particular state. So the first home game just so happens to be in Dallas. And what's interesting, and I, I told you this on the stream, 
it's texas is becoming a huge esports hub again it's got all the hallmarks it's it's really big there's no zoning permits there they don't have any zoning laws you can build anything you want to build there they're giving out grants and loans to like tech companies to come there because they want to expand they want to expand their infrastructure they got really good internet better than you'd think for a state like texas um they've like like i say and no state tax so people are moving there to create stuff so basically it's actually becoming a place where you're going to see loads of fucking esports like again austin was already established you got austin houston and dallas are the three big ones like i say hex is already down there you know daily dot had its offices down there like uh, shit man million like dozens and dozens of examples right so they went to a place that clearly has a hunger and a desire for uh esports content and they got well according to this Inven global report nearly ten thousand fans that would make this event one of the biggest in esports history and Inven are just writing this up like holy shit man this is no small potatoes but here's the problem good old jason baker love you alchemist the Allen Event Center only holds up to 8,600 seats, and that's for concerts, uh, concerts and special events. How the fuck did they sell nearly 10,000, right? Uh, then the reporter says, Blizzard reported over 9,000. <laughs> 4chan, get involved. Uh, but I appreciate the clarification. And then <laughs> Jason said, Esports numbers are always a funny thing. Yeah, they are, because everyone lies. Um, and then look, Dustin Steiner, the new Rob Crosley, big fan of Dustin, uh, said, from the original release, they reported 4,500 tickets sold for day one and two, and that is where the 9K is coming from. Right? And Blizzard have said in their press release, they got over 9,000. Well, how many of those people bought tickets for both days, which were greatly reduced, by the way, if you did that? And, and how is the same person attending a two-day event on day one and day two? They're not two people. <laughs> They're one person. You didn't sell 9,000 tickets. You sold 4,500 tickets to 4,500 people. So what do you like? You know? And then it's like, okay. But they did sell 4,500 tickets. So that is a very... Um, that's a that's a respectable number man i mean no joke right wait there i gotta find this just get these at report so yeah like that that's a really that's a really impressive number yeah it's half a nine thousand four thousand five hundred tickets sold listen i'm not even being sarcastic here that is a big deal like filling even that like when we did the fox theater uh which is a 5,000 capacity for the atlanta major at e-league 
I think we struggled to get all the way there, and there were, there were periods over the course of the event where, yeah, it looked it looked empty, filled up real nice, had a great atmosphere for all the late stages of the tournaments. But that's just how it is when you sell tickets. I mean, sometimes people pay money for a fucking ticket and they don't come. Sometimes you give someone a free ticket and they definitely don't come because zero commitment. It's called breakage. You never know what you're gonna get. Slight problem anyway. Because, like, nearly 10,000 fans came to the first home game. So we know that's a lie. It could never be nearly 10,000. The idea that, okay, for it to be nearly 10,000, you would have to sell 4,500 4, tickets on day one. They would have to not come back on day two. You would have to then sell 4,500 4, different people. And that would only make it 9,000. So, I, you know, I don't even know where you're pulling the number from. But they didn't even sell the tickets. <laughs> it's mental. The lies. The lies. And I, I saw some of the video footage. And there was loads of empty seats. Right? But here it is. GameStop reveals activation plans for the Dallas Fuel Homestead weekend. So what they did was GameStop right said for any purchase you made in a gamestop store in the local region they'd give you free tickets to this event right because gamestop has invested heavily in texas-based esports organization which remember included complexity didn't it so if you went to a gamestop right and let's say you went to a GameStop and you bought, I don't know, a $20 video game. You got a free ticket. <laughs> it's with any purchase. Any purchase. And these tickets, by the way, had an extra value because they included an, the after party, the meet and greet, the players merchandise giveaways so this was heavily incentivized so what does this tell me were there a load of fans dying to go to overwatch games no actually there was uh, a load of uh gamestop customers that were like hey i get an added bonus here right so look I i'll read it to you um gamestop was giving away free tickets to the dallas fuel homestead weekend a uh, homestand weekend with any purchase any purchase at the village at Allen store, which is located around the corner from the event center. Tickets, while supplies last, they were expecting to sell out because it's for any purchase. We'll grant access to the event and seats in a special fuelnetics section. The retailer will be presenting will be a presenting sponsor of the Overwatch League after party. And will give fans a chance to win party access and merchandise through social media activations. Maybe the creation of fake Twitter accounts might have played something in this. GameStop reported a 7.9% drop in net sales year on year for the fourth quarter of 2018. Recently named its fifth CEO in the span of a year. Yes, you're dying. Congrats. Uh, the retail giant now turns its attention to the $1.1 billion esports industry through content partnerships and sponsorships, particularly in its home state of Texas. 
So, when are we going to reveal how many tickets you gave away? That's what I want to know, right? How many tickets did GameStop give away, right? Once you reveal that number, now we'll start talking credibility, my friends. But not a goddamn second before, because you had a major retail store around the corner from the place you had the venue, and you advertised this. You literally had them give away tickets with any purchase. Any. That is the key word here. Any purchase. Not spend $50 and get a free ticket to Overwatch. That shows some level of commitment. Walk into, walk into fucking GameStop and buy anything. Get a free ticket. Holy shit, maybe I can return the item afterwards. Who even knows? There are so... Have you been to a GameStop? Has anyone here been to... I've been to a GameStop. Dudes, they sell all sorts of little shit. They... You can buy anything in there. Like, just little garbage. Like, just, you know, $5 purchases. And no, they don't sell booze. I wandered into one by mistake. <laughs> um... It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. And they didn't talk about this. And as I showed you, by the way, on a previous stream, to show you how fucking crazy uh, you know, these people are, right? Who, like, are just obsessed with Overwatch being successful because they got so much invested, Right? There was, like, a guy here, like, right? Fish sticks, a guy I respect. But, man, his Overwatch shillery is too fucking high. Look what he said, right? I tweeted out saying he was an idiot because he said one footage of, like, an Overwatch crowd chanting. He literally said, oh, oh. Them, Overwatch is impossible to watch. Them, localization can't work. It's like, yeah, people will applaud anything. People will applaud anything. I could shit in my... I could go down to the street corner, say, hey, guys, watch this. Shit in my hands and start clapping. And there'd be somebody else who would be going, that's brilliant. Love that. And start applauding. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you have fixed any of the problems. And then he says... Right, and it's worrying because he's an ex-Twitch employee, by the way. To say I'm a biased as fuck Overwatch fanboy would be understating it. What can I say? I love this game. I want to see Overwatch uh, succeed. Criticism and concerns of Alan. Doesn't change the fact that selling out 5k seats during the regular season bodes well. I said, we're glossing over the activation. The what? So I linked him to the link I just showed you. Because I gotta say, I don't see how this takes away from the sold-out arena of rabid fuel fans. Listen to yourself. You gave them away. That's like saying, hey, we're giving away tickets to an Overwatch event at a soup kitchen. So every homeless person that has soup can go in to a fucking stadium and watch an Overwatch game. Guess what, guys? We sold out. They're not fans. <laughs> it's a free ticket, man. They're in there to get warm. understand too i've been told for months that th there were these literal uh okay it's probably true i'm pretty sure i've seen people tweet about this without realizing they're giving the game away 
But there are there are what they call super fans. I saw one the other day. Um, she got a reward for attending like 20 home games. And what they do is they say to them, if you can drum up enough fans to give out these free tickets so we'll always have a full stadium, we'll like give you rewards and incentives and stuff. That's not how it works. That's not how sports works. That's not real. But look, I even replied. I said, sold out. And he said, seriously though, what percent of the audience do you think is from GameStop promo? That was apparently announced one day before the event. I don't know, because Blizzard won't tell me. Right? But Blizzard will lie and say 10,000 people were there. In a stadium that only on its expanded days, which it wasn't in the Texas home event, fits 8,600 people. So, I don't know. Maybe there's a problem with their verbiage, not mine. Right? But the fact you try to pretend that you didn't know what this is, and the fact, you know, it's pathetic. It's pathetic, guys. They're giving away the tickets. Who gives a fuck? Just admit it, though. Don't say it's a sold-out venue. It's not sold out if you give them away. If I come, right, my fucking manager says to me, right, R Richard, time to prove you're a real fucking salesman. You know, we've got these, like, super fucking shitty carriage clocks right left over from a previous promotion they retail at like twenty dollars we're looking to sell them at 10 right we just want to get someone back for them and you're our best seller on the team and i go yeah no problem leave it to me and four hours later i come back and i go guess what boss got rid of them all and he goes holy shit how did you do that man you really are a good seller I said, gave him away <laughs> just gave him away just went up to people and said you want this it's nothing it costs you nothing you wouldn't go you're a motherfucking genius. You would be like, yo, you fucking just cost us a bunch of money. So there is a difference, isn't there? I think we can all agree between selling shit and giving shit away. Yes, huge difference by the fucking way. So, you know, maybe. Right. But anyway. So they're lying about the attendance numbers. They're uh, wording it in like a really weird way. So you might believe 10,000 Overwatch fans turned up. When in reality, more likely. I mean, shit, man. 5,000 is an achievement. What you got to lie for. What you got to lie for. That's the thing that fucking annoys me. It's like, you know, it's anything for your shit game is a fucking achievement. Right? Because we all can see the numbers, man. There's something not right here. Now, this is where we go into murky rabbit hole territory, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta say, this is all speculation. Richard Lewis will not put his name on something that isn't factual. But these are the kind of things I would like other journalists to look at. So let's start with uh, the embedding thing. Um, I've already brought this up. Uh... Is this the threads I want? Okay, so on... Um, let me get the exact date for you. Here it is. Right, so let's just start by talking about embedding and the practice of embedding. 
and uh, this has been brought up multiple times. Uh, I think, uh, again, Cecilia from Kotaku, somebody who's definitely worth your time, despite being a Kotaku journalist. Um, right. There was a lot of weird shit going on, right? And this is one of the things. Now, I'm hearing rumors that Twitch might be selling off Curse because, uh, for a lot of reasons, but they're not down with it. But basically, you know, they ended up buying Curse. Like, Riot invested in Curse, and Twitch ended up buying Curse. But there's a wiki that, that uh, basically is essentially owned by Twitch. And what you can do is, if you want to boost numbers, they offer you a service. They say to you, yeah, bye, uh, Stephen. I'm not going to say your first name in case it's taken out of context. Uh, yeah, thank you for dropping by. Um, the, right? So what they do is, you, you, right, you've got an event, and you want good viewers, right? You want, you want to get high viewership, yeah? So how can I do that if nobody really watches my game? I can buy viewers, effectively viewbotting, but because Twitch owned the website, they'll never say it was viewbotting. By having you uh, embedded, having you embed the stream at the bottom of a wiki page. And look, there it is. Just in this GIF here. You scroll down, you go on You go on one of the wikis that Curse owns, which Twitch owns Curse, and, and they own this wiki. And you just put a fucking stream at the bottom. So, why do you do it on wikis? Well, let me tell you. They're super popular. You ever played a game of Dota? Right, I have. And you're like, oh shit, man, I don't know this matchup. I'll quickly Google um, the website. Uh, sorry, quickly Google the matchup. Like, what do I need to do? And then you do that and you leave the page up. And that website, the Twitch stream is at the bottom. And you leave it up and you go and you play your game. 40, 50 minutes and boom, it's there. Right? That's, how, that's what the value of embedding is. And the more you pay... The more pages it reaches, the higher the percentage people using the wiki see it. Now, when you add to that, that Blizzard were literally, if you had the Battle.net client open, that would open the Overwatch stream and count you as a viewer. What do we really know about these numbers? What do we really know about these numbers? And this is well documented. And Fortnite tournaments are using this. And Bl Activision Blizzard are using this. Right? And yes, you'll also have noticed, good point, Roy. You ever noticed how, like, Twitch streams start muted now? So you'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know if the page you're on, if you're only looking at a piece of relevant information. You won't hear it. You won't even hear the stream. So, Twitch own this site. Twitch own this! And it's selling what would be under any other definition of viewbotting service to their biggest clients and who's using it epic games and activision blizzard and they've been caught red-handed right so again mad props to cecilia because she's talking about shit that not even our own fucking industry journalists will talk about and yeah Trust me, I've heard it from people saying oh, but muted streams don't count as uh, viewers lies i've done it i've been on streams with muted i've tested it out that that isn't true in the analytics that counts ah and there we go a moron good on you orm meister you said but csgo does it too 
Wrong. CSGO puts it in the game. I have to start the game up. I have to be playing CSGO to actually count as a viewer. That's not the same, is it? If, when I fired up Steam, I was a viewer, I'd be criticizing Valve. I'd be saying, yup, you're manipulating your numbers. But you're just wrong. You're wrong. That's not how it is. And it's deliberately done. So let me show you. Let me show you the numbers. Let me show you how mental all of this is. So, um, this is uh, from 22 days ago. There's a website called Twinge TV, right? Let me show you Overwatch viewership numbers for their stream. And tell, tell me if, how this looks. Because I remember, right, when people were coming out and exposing uh, Masan and other people, and they were, like, going, look how little variance there is. Look how little variance there is. This is a seven-hour stream, right? So it, it, it shoots up when it starts, and it has a 10,000 variance over a seven-hour period, and then it dips up before it closes. Right, so let me explain why this is weird. Um, and again, this is all theories. Okay? Not saying it's real. But it is strange. Because you have people from different regions. The stream goes off. I could show you something similar. Uh, let me do that, actually. Um, if I can bring something up. Hey, I still talk to Masan. He got into CSGO and CSGO skins. So, uh... Oh, don't tell me the site's gone down. Okay, hopefully that'll open. Might take a while. Maybe it's lagging out. But basically, what you'll see on most tournament streams, especially on Leagues and Ladder streams, same for League of Legends, same for... And you notice if you watched it yourself, you get pretty big dips. When it goes to a desk, when there's a break, you know, it goes like... It shoots right down. People come back. They watch the games they want to watch, right? They support the teams they want to support. How is it everyone's just so into Overwatch? It doesn't matter what team's playing. Right? No matter how, like, on this broadcast on Saturday, April 13th, no matter who was playing, it had roughly the same level of interest. That's weird. That's really fucking weird, dude. And, again, if the site wasn't fucking having a meltdown, I could show you. Right, just look it up yourself. Pick an LCS, pick E-League, pick ESL. And look how more pronounced the spikes are. So I don't get that. But here's where it gets really fucking strange, all right? Like, you know. And, it, uh, you know, you get caught doing embeds and then it's like this. But there was a day in particular that stood out in my mind when I wanted to talk about this on stream. April 19th. Um, there was loads of problems with Twitch. If anybody streamed on April 19th, you know what I'm talking about. People would, like, people were just dropping. You'd be there, 
but like you couldn't see anything people were leaving you'd be streaming you'd have like 600 people connected but only like half of that could see your stream like so you can go look this up loads of people complained there was some tech issues with twitch for sure right and i'm gonna have to wait because it's twinge that's having a fucking meltdown right but on that day where the stream where everyone else on twitch for hours was going up and down all over the place not connecting one of the only streams that had consistent viewership was the overwatch stream it's mental it's mental like i, I you know at this point i'm like what's going on and i'm not saying because again activision blizzard will be insane to view but their own channel but when you start talking about embedding and using a client right like you know right i if like okay if i was streaming i don't get massive viewership right i went out to get a beer right and i put uh, some songs on and a loading screen and i lost 150 viewers right so what happens if i'm a fan and i'm watching a, sp a, a sports game and the stream just goes off do i go look at another do i sit there looking at a black screen and more importantly why would that count towards a viewership number how does that work? How does Twitch do that? Like, it it's so crazy. So we're nearly there. We're nearly getting it. It's about to load the graph. Blizzard must have heard I'm talking about them, so they're fucking DDoSing it, you know? Um... And then, look, this isn't even the only other thing. I gotta find the uh, the Dallas shit. Here it is, yeah. Because remember how important the Dallas stuff is to them as well. And do you remember they had a power outage on the first day? Stream numbers didn't <laughs> didn't move. <laughs> People apparently watched a load uh, 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 a splash screen for forty five minutes. The same numbers. It's like. No other fans of esports behave this way. So, do I, like, either I'm mental, right? either I'm crazy, um, and, like, Overwatch legitimately has the best fans in the world, or there's something fucking weird going on with these numbers, you know? Like, it, it's just weird, guys. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Okay, we've started getting some loading up, so... Come on, you can do it. Right, so here we go. So, remember the day I told you that, uh, you know, remember, regular streams couldn't work, right? Friday, April 19th. Here it is. It should load straight away on this. Uh, oh, God. I spoke too soon. No. No, Blizzard. You're too powerful. Your power levels. What I now need to, to understand, what I have to do is, I have to fuck it. Waiting for it to load in that browser means fuck all. I need to wait for it to load in this one. But anyway, so now we'll, I'll have to rehash all of the terror. It's like being a wizard and just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Let me tell you what I'm looking at here, right? On Friday, April the 19th, on a day that had constant stream interruptions over the course of the broadcast right 
And yet, during the time of those interruptions, it maintained a... Again, 10k variance. 12, technically. Right, see, see it's showing... Uh, right, look, here it is. Same ship. You shoot up, it comes on. This is when the problems are happening, by the way, between these hours. And look. And then it tapers off right at the end. Like every other graph. Right? Weird. Okay. Well, surely the one that settles this once and for all is during the power outage. The power outage has to be the most important, right? They literally had a power outage. And this was on Saturday, April 27th. I don't know what to say. You had a 45-minute power outage, for fuck's sake. Did no one get up to make a cup of tea? Am I, like, am I mental? Like, this can't be real, look. Nobody, nobody left. There's no dips. It just kept rising during the... It literally just kept rising. It, at no point during a power outage did anyone leave the stream. Nobody said, hey guys, we don't know how long the power outage is going to be. Keep in mind, there was never a single announcement that said the power outage was uh, going to be, you know, 45 minutes. It never said, hey, stay tuned, we're going to be up soon. Nobody knew how long it was going to be because it wasn't their problem. It was actually a state problem. It was actually something that was happening in the city and a bunch of businesses were affected. Nobody knew how quickly it would be resolved. And yet, at, look, at no point is there a dip. Fuck off. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. Because I've been around esports events for a long time. And let me fucking tell you. If you're showing a splash screen and you tell people we'll be right back. But we don't know how long it's going to be. They fuck off. They fuck off. Of course they do. They got better things to do. There would be a little dip here. And then you'd come back online and you spike. Nah. 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 Richard's not having any of this. Richard's not having any of that. I'm not having any of that. That's nonsense, isn't it? It flies in the face of every other data point in fucking esports. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but you see, you guys are saying maybe they had two tabs open. Okay, every fan would have to do that. Every fan would have to go, shit, man. Viewing numbers are so important. We mustn't leave the stream. Even though there's no content on it right now. So I'm going to open another tab and do my shit there. And periodically, people don't do it, mate. So if anybody, anyone in the industry can explain to me how you have zero content on a stream and zero uh information about when the stream will start 
and you don't lose a single viewer and in fact game viewers i'd love to know because you nailed a fucking industry secret so important there you have an obligation to share it that is like the fucking fountain of youth right there you can't keep that shit to yourself just tell me how you've done it share it with all of us so we can all actually make esports bigger and better because you're onto something nah nah i don't buy it i'm sorry i don't buy it i don't buy it especially when you're lying about the attendance numbers and official press releases doing activations and then trying to keep it secret you're fucking not fooling me activision blizzard you're not fooling me at all and i don't think you're fooling the average fan and this needs to be explained doesn't it it needs to be explained this is like this is so fucking mental this is like on a on a paranormal level it's like, it's like it's that crazy what you've done here is so it's like yuri geller bending a spoon there has to be some bullshit there has to be and no one's saying it no one's saying it again people aren't talking about this and i just don't get it man you got fake Twitter accounts that reek astroturfing. You got viewers that never get bored of your game. I've had owners say to me, we're the biggest team in the region. Why is it we get the same amount as a low team that should have no followers in the region when we play, you know, when we play? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's all bullshit. Maybe it's all fucking smoke and mirrors, man. And trust me, just so you guys know, the people in the know, the serious esports investors, I've I've been there, I've been in those meetings, and they all say to me, wait, aren't all their numbers bullshit? And I go, yeah, yeah, probably. Like legit, I've had I've 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 had um a guy who represents massive investors in esports say, Ah, oh, tell them all the same, you know, don't invest in Overwatch. Their numbers, they come from the Battle.net client. Fuck them. It's like, I don't know, dude. Like, they, they all can't. But when you start combining embedding your client, your relationship with Twitch, these numbers reek. These numbers reek to me. And I, again, I've been around a long time. I helped spot fucking viewbotters, if you remember. I was around back in the day when Winter was getting shit. I was there on the Masan shit. Like, this is weird. This trend is weird. Yeah, Twinge has got real problems. I don't think they're expecting to get big. Good luck ever getting on Twinge. But like, you know, on a day with a power cut, on a day where Twitch is literally down, you have this perfect smooth, every broadcast, perfectly smooth curve. It's nonsense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So I want to know. Right? And then, just to throw this in, by the way, just to show, right? If a game was this popular, right? If a game was this popular, there'd be people playing it. There'd be people streaming it. There'd be people generating interest in it. Remember how popular Fortnite was? Remember how all the biggest streamers were all Fortnite streamers? Remember how the official Fortnite channel was nothing? And then it was Ninja, and then it was, T you know, other, blah, 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 right? Who's streaming Overwatch to make it as popular as you claim it is? 
with all these numbers and all these fans and all this home attendees and blah, blah, blah. The Overwatch League broadcast account for more than half of the game's Twitch viewership. So 2018, right, the game had 248.2 million hours watched. And 74.6 million of those hours came from the main OWL Twitch channel alone. Where are the gamers at? Why aren't your pro players streaming? Why isn't guys like Seagull still streaming? Oh, wait, he did a YouTube video saying the game sucked ass and he was better off out of it. Okay, cool. So you make up 50% of all Twitch views on the platform and your numbers look like bullshit. So what's going on? What's going on? There's something rotten about all of this. And, I, you know, with such high levels of investment, I think we are seeing some sort of insane, like, con job. Like, like a con job like we've never seen before. Because let me show you another thing, right? Everyone's talking about how it's growing right now. Everybody's talking about how it's growing right now. Okay. So, that's cool. Game is growing. Uh, but only by one metric. So, let me, let me show you this metric. I gotta find it. Sorry, I gotta look for all this stuff. It wasn't planned. This wasn't part of the stream. Uh, is this it? Right. See so you go. There was a lot of uh, pro Overwatch people, like you know, by pro Overwatch people, I mean people who were obviously you know for Overwatch succeeding and everything else. So, let me show you. You go to Twitch Metrics, right? Twitch Metrics will tell you that the most watched channel on the whole of Twitch, uh, and this is over the last 30 days, so it says May 2019, it's the last 30 days, is the Overwatch League. Holy moly. 14 million, 588 731 hours more than TFU, more than Ninja, more than Riot Games, more than Summit, more than ESL, more than Shroud. And it's not even close. But, okay, so what do they mean by most watched? Oh, it's by hours. So, not only do they run complete long broadcasts, they, run, they do reruns. They include contenders in on this. This is the only metric by which they can win this discussion. If you were to look at like total viewers, total unique viewers, total peak viewers, we, we, we would get a very different landscape. Because if you broadcast shit nonstop and then you go, hey, here's the number of hours that people are watching. We're number one. Yeah. Also, they're embeds, aren't they? We've proven that. So you're literally embedding streams. So 
I might go to bed while you have a stream running and I've watched 10 hours. I was in bed. I was jerking off. You know what I mean? You get 10 hours out of that. Who the fuck are you fooling with this? So, this uh, most watched statistic that they talk about a lot is very, very weird. It is very, very strange. And uh, when you actually look at, uh, let me let me find this, because I looked at it. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's growing. It's growing, right? Um, so let me, um, let me find, shit, oh, what website was this on? Uh... There was, a, there was a website that showed that basically there hadn't been any um, growth on the channel. Uh, oh shit, I should have bookmarked all this. It literally showed it plateaued. Um, Wait, 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 wait. I'll find I'll find it for you. I will find this. <sighs> yeah, here it is. I got it. I got it. Right. So growth is uh on this is also from twinge tv somebody screenshot this and posted it in a csgo reddit thread and i was like holy shit so growth is measured on twinge by you know like viewers and how many average viewers and how it increases so this this is the growth they're talking about this is over 480 days right 480 days that's a long time in esports right Can anyone explain to me what what we're talking about here with growth? Because it sort of looks like a fucking flatline. Like, if that was your fucking dad's heartbeat, you'd be calling for the priest. So, I, I don't get what you fucking mean by growth. And here's the weird bit. In that time, right... In that time, you've expanded multiple franchises, multiple regions. So if localization is working, as Fish Sticks tells me it is, right? Then by default, by virtue of expansion, there'd be more viewers, right? Wouldn't there? Think about it logically, okay? The, the bigger the league, the bigger the territory, the more people watch because the more people are invested. No, actually. No, you, you it's, it's, yeah, I'm looking at the line... Uh, yeah, actually, the big spike at the start of the second season is down from the first, and it's plummeting down again. So, where's the growth that we're talking about? Oh, but you don't want to talk about the metric of average viewers, do you? You don't want to talk about that metric. You want to talk about average hours viewed. You want to talk about total hours viewed, rather. Not even average hours viewed. You want to because you probably don't have that. You want to talk about total hours viewed. Yeah, guess what? If you've got one channel broadcasting everything and you just pump out reruns and all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
People are watching your content. Like somebody told me right now they got 15,000 watching a rerun. That counts, by the way, to the total hours viewed. Is anyone buying this? Is anybody buying the shit that comes out of Activision Blizzard's mouth when it comes to Overwatch? Because I'm not. You can't fool me. I've been in the industry too fucking long. I know bullshit. So all your fucking phony ass press releases about how the league is fucking on the up and trending up. Every other metric, by the way, says it's not even about the league. People aren't even playing the fucking game anymore. Right? How long's the queue on Overwatch now compared to where it was? Too long. People are bored. People don't want to play it. It's garbage. There isn't a single fucking metric, right? Okay, forget, actually, we'll move on from metrics. Let me just give you a thing here. What you expect me to believe is that out of every game that's ever been a successful eSport, you have a game where people aren't playing it at the bottom, but are super interested in watching it at the top, to the point where it's still growing, even though less people are playing it. Well, sirs, at Activision Blizzard, you would be the first game that's ever done that in the history of games. The first. Literally the first. Because I've seen games that, you know, they still have lots of people playing at the bottom. And they get lots of people playing at the top. There's always pyramid shape. There's always pyramid shape. It shrinks here, it shrinks there. It's just always in proportion. What you expect me to believe is it's shrinking here, but just opening up massively. And it, it just doesn't ring true. It just doesn't ring true. It just doesn't ring true. So, listen. I probably harped on about it way too long. Uh, there's something wrong with this. There's something wrong with these numbers. There's something wrong with fucking... They have a relationship with Disney. And like, I mean, shit, man. Even when the whole ABC Finals came out, and I argued a little bit with Slasher about this, they were like, hey, we've hit 600,000. Great number. It's like, come on, man. That's the TV number. That's every language stream all combined together. People don't do that in esports. We don't tell that lie. Like, when E-League announced the 1.3 million record for CSGO on its single channel, a record for any single tournament channel, Right? On Twitch, it didn't add also the Spanish. Also, the, oh, and we had like an additional 300,000 watching on. You could have done two mil. You didn't do it because it's irrelevant. Glad you enjoyed the Hiko interview. Uh, to batter me, silly. I'm not going to do that. But So I don't know. As I said, look, I'm not saying. There's shenanigans, because to say that, I would need absolute proof. But definitely, evidence of growth is strange. Definitely lying about numbers makes it look bad. Blizzard have a responsibility to be more transparent about this, but they can't be, and they won't be, because there's too much money on the line. And there's a good chance, actually, they probably told a few porky pies. I saw an interview, actually, just, I'll, I'll cap this all off with this. So, uh, this was the, uh, which, which terrible publication should I pick for this? 
so many um because they all published the lie let's go a pc gamer give them a little bit of love with their propaganda that they're writing so this came out just a few days ago after the you know wall of shit related to the dallas event which apparently was a huge success despite there being a free activation to give away tickets lies about the ticket numbers a power cut in the event uh and fake twitter accounts tweeting about how great the event was huge success no problems um activision blizzard has very large ambitions for the overwatch universe we're continuing to dedicate the resources and the attention to grow the franchise over time what does that mean does anyone know what does that mean <laughs> like what you're gonna develop the fucking game that came out in 2016 yeah, you would be mental if you didn't. Like, people are already walking away from it. By the way, you look at the numbers in Korean PC bangs. No one's playing it over there, and that's one of your most fucking beloved regions. You're behind FIFA. They don't even play soccer in Korea. What the fuck? No problem, though. League of Legends, a game that came out in 2009, is kicking your ass. No problem, though. No problems. Uh... Activision Blizzard is looking for ways to further develop the Overwatch franchise, according to Blizzard boss J. Allen Brack. Last quarter, I talked about how we have very large ambitions. Oh, God. Can I also say this? I fucking hate how these corporate fucking degenerates talk about, like, things in quarters. Last quarter. Imagine, like, a fucking skeletal fucking puppet of George Michael, you know, coming out back from the dead. Last quarter quarter i gave you a fiscal statement like that's the future by the way we're all heading towards that future where nothing is fucking sacred and corporate fucking jargon is just forced down all of our throats right um anyway last quarter i talked about how we have very large ambitions for the overwatch you know i don't give a fuck about quarters most people operate in like weeks months years quarters are for you the fucking scumbags that are fucking robbing us all and lying to our face but okay we had very large ambitions for the Overwatch universe and how it can fucking develop over time brack told investors during the company's most recent earnings call overwatch is a huge tentpole franchise for blizzard <laughs> what even is this it's just a wall of jargon isn't it it's just a wall of shit uh overwatch is a huge temple franchise for blizzard and we're continuing to dedicate the resources and the attention so that we can continue to grow the community and the franchise over time good luck growing the community when no one's playing your game i mean straight up like so what are you saying you making another game time for a sequel three years in good luck propping up that fucking <laughs> competitive scene you've built Suppose you'll just tell the players, hey, it's in your contract, you've got to come out and play whatever fucking game we say. It's Overwatch today, it's Overwatch 2 tomorrow. Hell, if the worst comes to the worst, we'll make you play Heroes of a fucking Storm, and you'll shut the fuck up, and you'll fucking like it. As long as the fireworks display goes on and our investors are satisfied, who really fucking cares? That's literally what they're thinking. To accomplish this, Brack said that as well as continuing to add new heroes and new maps and new experiences over the upcoming 2019-2020 financial period, the team is currently working on the existing game as well as focusing on the other work that they have. Wink, wink. Everything's fine, guys. People walking away from the game in droves. Super long queue times. Faking the league viewing numbers. Everything's fine. 60 mil a spot. 60 mil to be part of this absolute nightmare.
Um, while new maps and characters are something of a given now, admittedly what's more intriguing is Brack's use of the term other work and how the phrase is used in context with existing game. Could this be indicative of a new Overwatch project? I mean, sure, man, you already did that deal with Lego, so, I mean, shit, man, kids are buying the, the fucking product. They're not playing the game, but, you know, they're buying other products. Uh, so, yeah, why not, right? Fuck it. M make, make an MMO based on fucking Overwatch. Let me also just, again, sorry, I, I talk about Overwatch too much, but I just feel no one else is paying attention. So there was this other thing. Um, let me see if I can find this. It's always hard to find this stuff because no one will ever um, write up about this. Oh, here it is. So Dot Esports did it. Fair play. Uh, good on you. So last season, like last quarter, um, we did everything great. Let me just show you this. The, right, because they're cutting corners. So they've already cut the number of fucking space that they use in the studio, right? If you've noticed, they've started filming that weird little talk show they do from on the stage, not the secondary studio. They've, that's gone. That's now being leased by someone else, I think. Another thing I should have wrote up, but then everybody on the Overwatch subreddit goes, Richard's so biased, pointing out all these facts. Facts are not your friend. Facts are bad, right? So they were doing these uh, jerseys uh, that you could buy, and like uh, a lot of stuff uh, for the league, the con like for sports leagues, the contract went to a sports uh, merchandising company called Fanatics. Fanatics, and what they do is, if you look at it, I think they make NBA jerseys. They don't do NFL, but they do NBA. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, they got an, they got an exclusive kind of contract to do Overwatch jerseys. And last year, people were getting their jerseys, and they were like pretty sick, right? Like people liked them. You know, people liked the Overwatch fucking jerseys they got. Slight problem these days. They've changed the quality. The fanatics have made them worse. This isn't indicative of good sales. Look at that. Look at that jersey. This is sad I'm getting a refund. I can barely see the numbers. Whose team is it? What is this? That's grey on gold, by the way. There should be a contrast. Right? And there were many unhappy fans. Right? So, the right, I'll read you the full thing. Because uh, this hasn't been talked about. Let me just also tell you, if an independent provider is cutting corners on shirts, this means they're not selling a lot of shirts, which in turn would lead me to conclude there's not a lot of people buying shirts, which in turn would lead me to conclude there's not a lot of fans because, you know, fans buy shirts. So, okay, right. With less than a week before the Overwatch League returns for its second season, fans have been gearing up with team merchandise in support of their favorite contenders quickly. After the first batch of jerseys shipped, however, fans took to social media to voice their disapproval of the clothing's quality. The Overwatch League first revealed its multi-year partnership with the American sports merchandise uh, providers Fanatics in December, ahead of the 2019 season. Merchandise didn't become available for purchase until the end of January, where fans first began noticing problems with the item's quality. And there's an example. As one of many unhappy fans, Reddit user PyroSSBM, not, not him, 
right, uh, posted a picture of the Atlanta Rain jersey. The jersey came with brownish gray lettering on top of the jersey's dark gray fabrics, differing from the version initially advertised by the Atlanta-based team, which featured white lettering with red numbers. Um, after Pyro posted the photo to Reddit, other users quickly noticed the, jer the jersey's numbers appeared to be iron-on instead of dye sublimation. Imagine that. Imagine your official sports jerseys being iron-on. Done by motherfuckers in their garage. Fuck off. Never. Never. That is outrageous. That's outrageous. Right? Potentially leaving the door open for numbers peeling off from the fabric. Jerseys with player names are approximately $85 from the Overwatch League store. Eighty-five for an iron-on fucking jersey, dude. My Oakland Raiders fucking jersey didn't cost that. Fans can customize jerseys with their own name and number for an additional fifteen dollars. The jerseys are unisex with no additional options for women's sizing. This guy then, Bad Pachamari, tweeted out: "It was fifty-nine. It was sixty dollars to get a shirt." $24.95 to get expedited shipping. $20 on, on duty and fees. It cost him $105 to get his fucking shit garbage iron-on jersey. Nah. Nah, like, I, I can't. I can't. Fans in Europe encountered hefty international shipping costs when purchasing jerseys from the American online store. With one Twitter user showing nearly 50 in extra fees. A, a European merchandise store is about to launch for the future to help lower shipping costs. That although no exact date has been revealed. Value. I don't know what you <laughs> snowflakes are complaining about. Let me tell you. They ain't pri they, they're not prioritizing Europe anytime soon. Ever in anything they do. They didn't even necessarily want European franchise. If they couldn't have roped in like London and Paris and all this, like there's never going to be a lot over there. They want America and they want China, right? And that's that. Get used to that. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. provable from the way they've behaved. Uh, the pricing is driven professional players, including DeFran Francesca, uh, Daniel DeFran Francesca, to advocate against the purchase of jerseys on Twitch streams. Don't fucking buy it, dude. Oh, God, you got to love this guy. And, and again, the league butchered him and he got forced into retirement mysteriously. I wonder why! Advocating for this. Let me tell you why this is bad, by the way. Why what he said is bad. Um, because what you probably don't know and what I know is originally the plan was for each territory to be able to sell its jerseys and just if you sold more jerseys you made more money if you were the more popular franchise if you were the better franchise you made more money kind of like how it works in soccer right but then you see people like robert Kraft, you know maybe he needs a massage or something what do i know but people like robert Kraft got upset and they were like hey but no one's buying the boston uprising shirts because all we read is negative press and our team isn't very good right so they then, Blizzard was so worried, was so worried about him getting pissed off and not making his share. They told everybody, we all share revenue on these shirts equally. So if you sell a thousand and he sells 10, the thousand you sold because your franchise is better, he gets the share equal, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, this is true. Susie Kim, I think, tweeted about this and then had to delete the tweet. 
but I'm being 100% for real. And that's on the basis that apparently the NFL does it. But think about the NFL and think about established territories. And even then, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I've always thought it's hilarious how Americans get communist real quick in sports franchising leagues. But when it comes to, like, fucking healthcare and shit, <laughs> communism's, like, no, it's a bad word, you know? Like, oh, but you'll do it in fucking the NFL, right? Okay, cool, where it really counts. Yeah, no problem. But, yeah, this is absolutely true. They share the revenue. So, again, if you're, uh, I don't know, London Spitfire and you sell thousands of shirts you're you're giving a cut to everyone else in the league for what you sold for what you built for what your franchise built it, it's madness so you know when a player no longer a player mysteriously comes out and says hey don't buy it you're fucking up the whole program here because he's saying don't buy a shirt for a team i play for but you ain't just saying that, brother. You're saying don't buy the merch that everybody gets a cut from. And again, one day, if I was a betting man, I think DeFran, who seemed a bit of a mental uh, train wreck, honestly, but I think he's going to come out and say, I said some stuff and I basically got pushed out the league. You know, when he's playing whatever next game comes along. So, listen. Again, can't wait to see this as a two-hour fucking YouTube video or whatever it's going to work out at. There's problems with this. There's problems with this league. It, it, it legitimately doesn't look real. Like, I don't know, man. Why are you trying to gouge fans on jerseys? First season, they're out. Why are the jerseys shit? Why are your viewing numbers so perfect? Why are you lying about ticket sales why like to, it isn't even hyperbole you just lied you didn't sell ten thousand tickets even if four thousand five hundred people bought one set and then didn't come back the next day and a separate four thousand five hundred people bought it you definitely didn't give away ten thousand nine thousand at best and you gave away tickets and you won't say how many you gave away that oh I didn't even talk about the weird, mysterious Bud Light sponsorship <laughs> that cropped up out of nowhere. And they they claimed, um, they claimed that uh, they made a profit. That was the other thing. See, here we go. More lies. Because this doesn't make sense. Uh... Shit, where can I find this? Uh, there we go. I think this is the guy. Right, let me. I'm gonna have to scroll through a journalist tweet. Bud Light's trash, but it's better than Michelob. But I'm too fat to drink anything else anymore, so what can I do? I think I lost weight. I think I'm looking pretty fucking goddamn sexy these days. You know, got this new ink as well, looking pretty good, but shadowing myself. Gotta keep starving myself and doing periodic keto and everything else. Um, wait, what? Are they spying on me? Uh -oh. hmm. Don't worry, sorry. I gotta go through a journalist's uh, tweets here, and they tweet a lot of journalists, like real journalists. Uh, shit, man. Where the fuck was this Ben Fisher tweet? 
Here it is. So, I like Ben Fisher, by the way. Ben Fisher's a real journalist, worked in sports, worked in business, came over. He's enamored with esports. I consider him a colleague. Shit, man. I never met the motherfucker. I consider him a goddamn friend. He's done some good writing. This is his report. Overwatch League fights through first day hiccups in Dallas. Those are the hiccups that didn't affect the viewing numbers. <laughs> oh, God. Right. So in this, he did a quick little write-up. And he, uh, it, it, like, did an interview with uh, NB President and COO Jeff Moore. And he said the event's budget was in the mid to high six figures, but will turn a profit. Right. Hang on. I want you to just think about that. Because I talked to someone that is high. I mean, shit, man. I've fucking worked in higher venues, right? So, uh, 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 get my phone. Right. Look at those pasty white, lily white legs, guys. You enjoy that, right? Full wheelchair in. I can't be arsed, mate. Full Davros, right? Right, that's peak human performance right there. You fucking better believe it. Okay, so let me just read you the, the guy... Uh, right. I had a guy who, de who deals in events. Well, because of my job, I know lots of people who deal in event management. And um, I asked him a question about how likely is it this event is profitable. profitable and he just went, lol. Maximum 4,500 fans... So if every ticket was $100, you make 450000 in revenue. Hiring that venue must cost at least that, unless they had a special deal. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. Are there any other math I need to Time know to about? Time to rob Bezos of another few dollars. Thank you. The good work, Appreciate Rich. it. Then uh, my contact said, no, it's not even just about venue rental, which is huge for a venue of that size. Think about venue rental. Think about staffing. Think about the utilities and the deposit you put down. Think about the technical build-out, hiring a crew to build that stage. Uh, then you have to provide safety provisions for everyone there. So we we started like looking at the numbers. And then... Uh, they, the, the, I, I said, it's also my understanding that official league sponsors can't clash with any sponsors picked up for roadshow events. And this apparently is true. This hasn't been reported yet. But basically how it works is, if you've got an official league sponsor and you're a team at home, your sponsor can't clash with an official league sponsor. Right? Because you get a revenue share from all of that. So... The Bud Light sponsorship that came in was like a last-minute localized thing. And I doubt they paid top dollar for it. So anyway, um, this person uh, concluded, I cannot see a world where the event is profitable and it's a really shit thing to claim. Um, 
if I was betting, I would say they sold 2,500 two-day tickets. Who knows about the rest? But that claim doesn't make sense to me based on my understanding of event expenditure. So I don't know, dude. I mean, shit. Like... And, and to be fair, this isn't a Blizzard employee talking. This is someone from Edvy. We know they like to fucking lie, right? We all know they love a good lie. So, who fucking knows, dude? I But... I, right. You're telling me... That... Despite a fucking power cut that lasted 45 minutes, you had consistent viewership. That despite it being the first ever event of its kind, you sold more tickets than can physically be sat in the stadium. You are telling me that you hired this sporting event, sporting venue, and despite adding sponsors at the last minute and seemingly having only a handful of sponsors in general and giving away tickets. You also have made it the most profitable event straight out of the gate. Like, guys, fuck you, man. You're selling me a bridge. You're selling me a bridge. I, I like, I feel sorry for whoever's buying this shit and yumming it up, but nah. And listen, all of this doesn't even mean the league's gonna fail. I'll add that. But this, again, it looks like the fucking year two farce I always thought we'd get to and yeah I don't know dude again my advice remains the same if you're an investor in esports give this a wide fucking berth give this a wide berth I can't wait because I did an interview with Andy Miller from NRG um and he said that you know hey the Overwatch League was good it's worked out really well for them and stuff um I think, I mean, uh, and they, they obviously run the San Francisco Shock, which is doing, like, super well right now. I'm really uh, looking forward to talking to him again in a year or two. For sure.